this time on episode 398 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we talk weekly Marvel news, including preparing ourselves by watching a Disney Plus Day trailer, discussing yet another Hawkeye 30-second trailer with a new character, fueling up on some pre-Ant-Man and Eternals news, and we talk your feedback, including your input on where you will be watching Eternals. I'm SP from the GuineaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is part of the GuineaGeek.com network. Just like the show you're checking out now, shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other amazing geek shows at GuineaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the shield director. And now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Agent Lauren. I'm Consultant Chris. And I'm producer of the show, Director SP. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Thursday, November 4th, 2021. Can't believe it's November already. Live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast Marvel Studios wide via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat as we record. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan-based podcast in the Marvel Cinematic and comic book universes, and has been the case for the last three weeks, including this one. There are no new Marvel screen properties for Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. to review. So we've been discussing some Marvel news. Now, last week, it was just me and consultant Jason. So thank you very much once again, consultant Jason, for coming on board. This week, we have Agent Lauren back. Yay! Glad to be back. And we also have consultant Chris back. Still trying to weasel my way in for a promotion, but thank (laughs) you for having me on again. All right. Well, keep on coming by and you might or may not find yourself with a promotion eventually. I don't know. You got any good letters of recommendation? Uh, Well, I can get one from Thor. Okay. Noted. As long as it's got a paw print as a signature. (laughs) It probably will. (laughs) For those that don't know, Thor is Chris's cat. Kind of like Alligator Loki? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we have some news stories to bring to you. We are in the lull in preparation for the Disney Plus Day, which will be a week and a day from today, which means we'll have one more of these before Disney Plus Day comes around. Disney Plus Day will bring us Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings to Disney Plus, which finally means that we here on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be able to review it as well as there's going to be a ton of other events and news items that are going to be announced there. So I haven't really talked to everybody yet, but we'll probably be doing one or two casts, probably maybe one next Sunday and then one Thursday following week. We'll see how everything turns out. And then the week after that, week after that, we got Hawkeye. We got some Hawkeye news later on, too. We do. And it's going to be episode 400 coming up really soon. I can't believe we've been at this that long. (laughs) I know. It's been uh, 400 episodes of fun in the sun. That's for sure. All right. Let's kick it off with our first news story today. It's Ant-Man based, and it's based on those nasty Bill Murray rumors we've been talking about. He actually 
had to face it. He had to confront them face to face with a Jimmy Kimmel interview. Did either of you two watch this interview? I didn't, but I read the story about it. All right. I actually watched the interview. It was classic Bill Murray. So part of the shtick that Bill was trying to do, he was appearing remotely, so he wasn't in studio. And he had, uh, in an attempt to pander to international audiences, he had the questions translated from Jimmy to him in two different languages. So he had two translators, one on each side. And I didn't understand a word that they said, but would you say that his answers were lost in translation? The answers were definitely lost in translation. <laughs> if you watch the interview, because the answers were in English. So the answers were not transcribed. They were Jimmy Kimmel's questions in English translated not once, but twice. And then he would answer them in English. And as anybody who has ever bought a bootleg DVD knows, once you have something that's been translated like three times, you get some interesting results. So he was asked some pretty direct questions about several things. One of the things were these rumors about him appearing in Ant-Man. Now, Chris, do you remember talking about this story a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, we definitely talked about this one. And I think our big conclusion was the only surprise is that Bill Murray hasn't been in the MCU yet. That's true. Well, he did not confirm nor deny. Matter of fact, he said something akin to the fact that he is not at liberty to talk about it. So whenever somebody flatly says, no, I'm not involved, kind of like Chloe Bennett would. So that's a good no for most of the part. But if they say they can't talk about it, I can't talk about ongoing projects or something like that generally means they're involved in something might not be the actual ant-man could be something else in the mcu but i don't know about you lauren i think this is a great indication that we're going to have bill murray in the mcu look with how many just random parties and events he seems to show up at it really is bizarre that he hasn't just shown up in the mcu yet so i say yeah probably go for it i'm here for it and uh, of all the properties that he could show up in. I think that the Ant-Man series is probably like best suited for him. So are you implying that he would just party on to the set as it was filming for any MCU property? I mean, who's going to say no? It's Bill Murray. Well, apparently Chris's sister did not say no to Bill Murray. It's true. Bill Murray bought my sister shots one day in downtown Charleston. Nice. I think my sister might have ran into him at like South by Southwest here a few years ago, but I could be misremembering somebody else's Bill Murray story. So big shrug. Could be. Well, that'll be cool. So Bill Murray was on Jimmy Kimmel. We'll have the link in the show notes. If you want eight and a half minutes of fun in Lost in Translation, you can catch that. Now, the next news story is also Ant-Man related. We're going to be talking about the official Ant-Man timeline. Now, this was via an Instagram post by the Marvel UK account. Did you guys see the pictures that were posted by the Marvel UK account? I'm looking at them now. It's fantastic. Same here. I love the detail they put into this thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a timeline. So they'd show like pictures of where Ant-Man was <laughs> in different phases of the MCU timeline. But more appropriately, 
there's like a heartbeat in there, but instead of a heartbeat, instead of reflecting the beat of a heart, the pulse, it's reflecting the size of Scott Lang as the MCU has progressed. So like there's a training montage one and it's just <laughs> ping pong up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. So it's really fun. And there are some really big bigs, the biggest one in Endgame, And there's some really small smalls when he's going into the quantum realm. So it's really cool. I'll have the link in the show notes. If you don't follow Marvel UK on Instagram. You can go see that. Lauren, you have anything to say about that? I think they need to start teaching math using this as a graph. I'm sure somebody can figure out some way to look. It's been a really long time since I took a math class. It's been like 20 years. I don't remember anything, but the way to get people to remember Ant-Man. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. It could definitely work. Um, You don't have any lines that are crossing each other in the wrong way or going at angles to where you'd have multiple x values hitting the same y so i think you'll be okay Mm -hmm. ironically we were just talking about new math today at work and the fact that anybody entering into the job market today would fail a standardized test for their corporation as they went in because it's not based on new math also did you guys know that einstein was terrible at math that is actually an urban legend Mm-hmm. It's true is that math is uh, so okay I will say it's true based on the Nova episode that I watched math was not his strong point by any means he actually had a companion that he bounced a lot of his math work off and as he was coming up with his theory of relativity he was against a Nobel prize winning mathematician that was trying to put it all together at the same time so there was a race going on about 100 years ago, by the way, the theory of relativity. So, Lauren, what do you have to counter that information? Okay, according to letters written by his own mother, so primary source there, his report card was always brilliant. So the whole, oh, he failed math as a kid. No, he was really good. Okay. The story that he failed math was because he had some trouble when he took entrance exams for the Federal Polytechnic School in Zurich, Switzerland. He did great with math and physics. He did much less great with non-math and physics stuff. Like, I'm looking at his report card here, and I don't understand some of it because I don't speak German, but you can clearly tell, like, geometry. It, It seems to be on a scale of, like, one to six. Geometry, six. Algebra, six. Something geometry, six. Physics, six. Chemistry, five. The lowest score looks to be something that looks like Franzucci? I, maybe French? I don't know. English was not counted, so either he didn't take it or he didn't pass. Or it's not graded. Because of that, the lower grades for his non-math and physics stuff, he didn't get into there. But he went to a different school. Apparently, it's a whole thing of hearsay, exaggeration, half-truths. Well, I wasn't talking about him failing math. Here's where it might have come from. In 1896, Einstein's last year at, I'm very sorry, I don't speak German, Argau, which was, I guess, the university that a uh, school that he went to in, I don't know, 
But that was the, in his last year there, one became the lowest grade, six became the highest. And previously the reverse had been true. So it might be that people saw those sixes and were like, oh, he failed all of these. Okay, so the failing didn't come up in the Nova special at all. It was just that he was weak at theoretical math, which I can definitely see. You can be great at actual two plus two equals four. But then when it comes to theoretical math, then when you're talking about equations and variables and stuff like that, like integers, I'm talking about advanced math. I could see him being a little weaker on that. Anyway, that is going to be a discussion for a different time. And if you're interested, go find out and definitely go watch that Nova episode. It's great on the creativity mind of Einstein. Chris, theory of relativity. Do you know it? Uh, I know that I should. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. E equals MC hammer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. That sounds about right. So let's talk. That's not even theory of relativity. I guess it kind of is. Anyway. Well, I mean, the actual equation is something else. It, Anyway, let's talk about something that sadly we know and we don't want to talk about, but we're going to because we value this information. So, Lauren, there's two news stories that we're going to go over with as it pertains to Eternals. Why don't you take them? Okay. So, first of all, we saw this coming once they announced that Eternals was going to have gay characters very explicitly on screen that couldn't easily be cut. Eternals was pulled from Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and Kuwait in an apparent ban. So it's due for release all across the Gulf region of the Middle East on November 11th. And they made a bunch of edit requests. Disney was not willing to make them. So it's banned. And yeah, sources suggest the decision was likely made over the inclusion of a same-sex couple in the film and the MCU's first gay superhero. For example, in one scene, the character Faistos, played by Brian Tyree Henry, and his on-screen husband Ben, played by Haas Sleeman, share a passionate kiss. And being gay, like just being on the LGBTQ spectrum in general, is still officially illegal in that whole area. Last year, the Onward was banned across Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia over a single line referencing a lesbian relationship. So, yeah, I think it's safe to say we all saw this coming. I feel bad for the people who were looking forward to seeing it there, but I'm really glad that Disney did not make those cuts. The fact that Disney didn't make the cuts or anything kind of surprises me a little bit because we've seen them try to make their stuff be available to so many people. And I was just, honestly, I was worried that they would try to cut things out for this region, for other regions that have other issues with things. And, you know, yay, put your foot down, say, this is the story we're telling. And if you don't want to play it, you don't want to play it. And the people there can watch it in all of the magical ways that they watch other things that are banned. Mm -hmm. There's always means. So there's a very... I don't want to get political because we've been steering pretty clear other than human rights issues. We've been steering clear of it, but there was a big event that occurred earlier on this year in that region with the United States involved. And I'm just wondering if that has any impact, like maybe perhaps the state department leverage some pull on Disney as a corporation, or maybe Disney has a, a say on what happened as well. So I'm not going to rule that out. This is, 
it's a little bit surprising, as you guys were saying, because usually they do want to distribute their films to the broadest possible audience. So I'm looking for future fallout from not only Disney's decision here, but if Disney continues this decision in the future, what is it really based off of? So, Lauren, we do have another Eternals. Okay, so it turns out this is slightly related to that. You'll see why in a second. Eternals Review Bomb proves Marvel is on the right track. And this is from Screen Rant. So, we've talked about review bombing before. We saw it again heavily with Captain Marvel. People were mad because, ah, a woman. So, here it seems like people are mad because, ah, the gays. So, yeah, it's, it's the practice of putting a huge number of negative reviews on the movie before it's even out in an attempt to make producers think that public opinion is against them, despite the fact that this is a tactic that we all know about and no one accused them of being the brightest bulbs anyway. Of the over 400 one-star reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, many of those reviews reference the fact that the movie includes queer representation and an on-screen gay kiss. Kumail Nanjiani, who plays Kingo in Eternals, tweeted, Looks like we're upsetting the right people, and I would tend to agree. Chloe Zhao, the director, has said that she's hopeful Marvel Studios will not allow the movie to be censored for overseas audiences. By including Phaestos as a gay superhero and weathering the Eternals review bomb by standing by their film, Disney and Marvel are putting their money where their mouth is on their repeated claims to want more diverse characters. So. This is obviously very personal for me. I am queer and I love Marvel. I love I love the stuff that I love. I love Disney. I love Marvel. I love just a bunch of this stuff. And we've seen over and over again. It's it's the first MCU gay character and it's one line. So by actually including something that seems to be like integral to the story, I'm pretty happy. And again, by them sticking by it, you see this a bit more on their TV side of things. So a series that I really love that was just canceled is a cartoon called The Owl House that Disney produced. There's characters in there that are explicitly queer. They have there's been Star versus the Forces of Evil, which have had which has had non-binary characters. And it's a huge step forward to be able to see yourself on the screen whether it's whether you're a gender minority or a sexual minority an ethnic minority whatever it's amazing to finally be able to see yourself on screen to see yourself it's a bit cynical to be like okay well it's disney they want to make money but knowing that you're actually an audience that they want to pander to is a bit flattering at least to me and seeing them finally be like okay, we're actually going to not censor this thing. It makes me happy. It's tiny steps forward, but it's steps forward. Lauren, the last time that you were on the podcast, I believe we were talking about Venom and you were talking about this was an indication that it wasn't made for the standard white male comic book reader. Yeah, it was a comment about somebody saying that people who were like, I don't get this. It's like, well, then maybe this isn't made for you. Maybe it's made for other people. There's what Tumblr and the rest of the Internet now has jokingly dubbed monster frackers. Substitute as you will. 
And it's this whole identifying with the other thing because, you know, you're the weird one. You're the one that's alien to mainstream society, whatever. So from that point of view, Venom was, you know, a very kind of a bit of a queer movie. It really has a foothold in the queer community that I've seen. I need to actually watch Venom 2. I haven't seen it yet. I am given to understand that where the first one was a lust story, this one is more of a love story. So we'll see. And by that, I mean in terms of, oh God, I want to say Brock Lesnar, but he's a wrestler. Eddie Brock and Venom. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have wrestling on the brain right now. It's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. So finally, we have Disney that is developing marvel products and hopefully star wars products too as they go forward that are just not meant for the stereotypical audience they're branching out in the end they just need to make money but it'd be nice if they make money unilaterally amongst all of the available audience out there chris what do you think about all this you also can't forget about the fact that marvel has kind of sucked rather a lot lately in representing this portion of the comic book loving population dc has been all over getting people in the lgbtq community representation vault has been all over things tons of other companies have been doing it and marvel just kind of has it and i mean it's come up in a few of the episodes over on my show and it's so it's nice to have marvel actually doing something that's super explicitly hi here's a character that's lgbtq you know it's not something that i need for representation but you know i have basically everybody being a straight white guy i don't need to have everybody i agree i mean if my kids were of the persuasion of anything that's not i guess traditional that's a bad word to use i guess but straight yeah then i would want them to be re- matter of fact i have a co-worker who he has his son who is figuring out exactly what his life is going to be like and it's obvious to the father that it's not going to be like him mm-hmm. and he's just be- trying to be as supportive as i'll get out so i'm supportive of that wholeheartedly now chris we can't have you on the show without talking about something that's animated or video game wise. So why don't you have your hat at it? Well, we're going to knock it out with a few different things. First off, in the Avengers game for PS4 and PS5, I'm assuming, because I don't have a PS5, so I don't pay attention to what's on that. We're finally getting Spider-Man. Now, Spider-Man as a character is coming November 30th. There's going to be a whole nother set of DLC for him. but. You know, it's been rumored for a while, kind of one of those, yeah, you know, this is going to happen at some point rumors. And, you know, maybe by the time I can get a definitive collection with all the DLC on it, I'll go play it because I usually play behind. So do you have the Spider-Man game that came out on PlayStation 4 a few years ago? I have the Peter Parker one. I do not have the Miles Morales one. Okay. So there was that, but that wasn't definitively within the Marvel Cinematic Universe as far as disney characters no no it's just spider-man yeah okay well i look forward to it so are you gonna jump on that on november 30th uh definitely not on the 30th i'll get it eventually okay i just have so many other things i want to play i know 
Yeah. I played the Avengers game when it was launched. I played it for a while. Haven't played it in a few months because I'm very easily distracted. So right now I've been working through Assassin's Creed Valhalla and one called Death's Door. It's an indie game. It's a lot of fun. But it's a fun game. Like, especially the single player campaign is a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to actually getting back into it at some point, getting the Hawkeye DLC, the Black Panther DLC, the Spider-Man DLC. And it's a fun one to like, if you have a couple of other friends who play it, just like spend a Saturday afternoon running some stuff and hanging out on, you know, whatever VoIP you have. It's fun. So I've been rocking the single player game campaign of podcast editing. For quite some time so that's where i'm sticking my time for now so moving on we've been really pumping up over the last month month and a half this whole disney plus day that's coming on november 12th if you haven't heard about it yet disney plus day november 12th whole bunch of stuff is going to happen we've been focusing mostly on the marvel side of the house because that's what we do we're legends of shield we talk about marvel and because we like star wars we talk about star wars as well well, there was a trail, believe it or not, for Disney Plus Day. There is a trailer for Disney Plus Day. That is just amazing to me. Did either of you two watch this self-licking ice cream cone of the Disney Plus Day trailer? I have not because I'll just watch the stuff that I want to watch when it drops. Yeah, that's about where I am with it. Yeah. I spent the time watching it and I'm hyped up. More than ever, not really, for the rest of Disney Plus Day. So there's going to be some Star Wars stuff, by the way, if you want to branch out beyond Marvel. So there's going to be some Star Wars stuff. There's going to be some other stuff on there as well. We're focusing on the Marvel side of the house, but the trailer will be in the show notes. If you want to watch it before November 12th or even afterwards, you just want to see what they were hyping up, go ahead. It's one of those Disney kind of rolling you get a couple of seconds of a scene and then you move on to the next thing and you move on to the next thing and it's just this big long huge montage of everything in their umbrella but marvel is part of it so marvel is there and so the song that they have going on in there there's some like hit points so you see some definitive hit points of like marvel characters you know smashing and stuff like that so it's all good and then also talking about trailers you know, on uh, November 24th, there's this little six-part special coming out called Hawkeye, and there was another, I think this is like the fourth, another 30-second trailer for Hawkeye. Did you guys watch this 30-second trailer? I don't remember if I watched this one. I know I've watched a 30-second trailer. <laughs> so they've had several. We've talked about them as they've been coming up. We talked about two last time, I think, because there was two weeks and they launched one each week. Now, the, what makes this one special is there's some new scenes in this one. We actually get to see, I believe, it's Eleanor Bishop, which is Kate Bishop's mom. And then there's this whole comic book background that she might actually be a villain, which I'm unfamiliar. I like Kate Bishop, but I don't know her backstory. So, Lauren, do you know about Eleanor Bishop? Okay, so I'm trying to recall a bunch of information that I haven't read in a couple of years. But, yeah, Kate Bishop's mom, not in the picture. Kate, actually, in her origin story, was like 
yeah, she died when I was a kid and wanting to do something about it is one of the reasons why I started taking like self-defense and archery. And in the, the Kelly Thompson and Leonardo Romero's Hawkeye run, she's not quite as dead as thought. And there's this whole thing about Madame Mask and yeah. So we've been hearing rumors for a while that Madame Mask might be featured in Hawkeye. So we'll see if Eleanor Bishop is involved in that, if they stick anywhere near that in the comics, if it's a misdirect, who knows? So I'm really, really looking forward to this. I love Kate Bishop. I've been very vocal on the fact that I love the Hawkeye versions of Hawkeye, which is what this is seeming like it's going to stick closer to. And uh, it's just a couple weeks away and I'm so excited. So, Chris, just want to ask you this. If I ever have to sit you down and tell you to see how silly it is that you are fighting an Avengers level foe or villain, then, you know, it's going to mean that you're a world class archer, right? Uh, yeah, actually, I did take an archery class in college. Yeah, so there you go. That's one of the reasons I'm working out lately is I want to get back into archery and you kind of need your shoulders to work and not pop out of the sockets for that i know that i watched the olympics and it was the gold medal round which i believe if i'm remembering correctly it was the south koreans versus the russians women now and the south koreans they were just there's just boom 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 they were just rock steady the russians you could tell that they were rattled that's what they called it i gotta believe they were in shape they were rattled so they were like shaking and stuff a couple of them as they were shooting so that's how the South Koreans won. Yeah, that's one of the things that they tell you when you're, at least that they told me when I was learning how to shoot is you don't want to hold your pull too long because that's when your arms start getting tired. What you want to do is you need to do the same motion every time, get used to sighting it. And if it's one of those things where if something throws you off, it's going to throw you off. All right. So, Chris, I've got one word for you. Morbius. Oh, boy. All right. So that trailer has come out. I'm really hoping that this is just some early CGI because it does not look good. And I don't even just mean storyline and stuff and anything. I just mean like the actual look of Morbius and everything does not look good. You know, plus the fact that it's Jared Leto and there's a whole crew of people, me included, who just think he's kind of creepy and uh, as a person. We can talk more about that in some other place, and I will gladly talk about that with people. But this is a movie that exists. That's certainly something we can say about it. And I have to believe there is no way it's going to be better than the Morbius story arc from the Spider-Man animated series in the 90s. I think that's very fair. It's such a shame because, with the exception of Jared Leto, this movie has a fantastic cast. I am also one of the ones who thinks he's Oh, horrible. He's just horrible. I had a crush on him during my so-called life, but you know, that was that was a really long time ago. But yeah, you have like Matt Smith, Adria Arjona, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Jared Harris, who I love. Al Madrigal, who's a comedian that I really like. Tyrese Gibson, who's a lot of fun in the Fast and Furious movies. Michael Keaton, maybe. And it's the rest of the cast looks 
good. Like, why? And you said Jarrett Harris, and I immediately go to a bunch of properties, but the two most recent ones in my mind are The Expanse and Foundation. Excellent character in both of those. Yep. So we'll see what happens with Morbius. In the meantime, we reached out to you, our listener, and we asked you a simple question. Will you be watching The Eternals in the theaters, as it comes out tomorrow, in the theaters, or wait to stream it at home? There were four options in the poll, in theaters, streamed at home, waiting for the Blu-ray, which nobody does anymore, or when's Captain America back? So... As far as, I did not vote in this, by the way, but I'm very heartened by the 9.1% response for wins Captain America back. So, yay. I mean, I don't want to begrudge anybody else in the MCU, but, you know, Captain America was one of my favorites. So, eh, we'll just leave it at that. Now, in theaters and streamed at home, tie with 45.5%. So... People are starting to go back to the theaters. Some people are still waiting. We, as Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., I just need to point out, are not going to make it mandatory for any of the hosts or co-hosts or guest hosts that are going to review this to go in the theater. So we will wait until this comes out on Disney Plus to review it. In the meantime, 45.5% of you out there are going to go in the theaters and see it this weekend. Or maybe not this weekend, but at some point. Personally, I am going to see it in theater, but... What we've been doing, me, my spouse, best friend, we go at weird times where there's less people that are going to be there. So we're going like Tuesday and we go to the Alamo Draft House, which has a guaranteed you know, seat between you and anyone else. So it's a bit safer. And uh, if it was just like buy a ticket, go in, not quite feeling up to that yet it unless it's like i went to go see the midsummer director's cut there were uh, maybe nine of us in that whole theater but again if it's going to be like a big blockbuster movie where people are going to want to see it it's like yeah i'm just going to wait until it's like off hours so chris i'm very disappointed that you did not vote here because i was you don't know that i didn't vote i was Hmm? waiting for your vote of waiting for the blu-ray to come out Hey, I'm not that bad. I actually voted for streamed at home because I like knowing that I can pause the movie and go get snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the wedding and because of everything, I have yet to see Dune. It is penciled in for tomorrow night. I'm going to watch it at home on my home theater right outside that door there. And I am going to very much enjoy it. I liked it so much. Yeah. It's fun. It needed more Zendaya for many reasons. Well, yeah, it needed more of a bunch of stuff. But it was still, I mean, you knew it was going to be a visual feast because Denis Villeneuve is a rival's one of my favorite movies ever. I'm just going to say one phrase to cap everything that you guys have said so far. Part one. Mm -hmm. Now we know there will be a part two. So (laughs) wouldn't that suck part one and you never get part two. That happens so much with movies, though. Like, they're like, okay, we're guaranteed to get it. No, no, we completely misjudged this and failed. Percy Jackson got multiple movies, though, so there's no justice in the world. But the TV series is coming out that actually has Rick Riordan involved. So. Please let that be good. <sighs> Fingers crossed. 
Chris, for the audio listener, you were, when I was talking about that originally, you were holding up your shoulder because you have a tattoo. That's true. I have a Dune tattoo. It is the beginning of the Litany Against Fear. And the only parts that I have are, I must not fear, fear is the mind killer, because I only had so much money to pay for the tattoo. And I wanted to, I didn't know how people were going to react at work. So I want to make sure it stayed under my sleeve. And now I realize people don't care. So I just need the money. Then I'll have more of it. Money, 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 money. That podcasting thing's really working out for you then, right? (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, I'm covering my hosting right now. So, oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's good. actually good. Yeah. So, that is Dune and Chris. How many times have you seen it? I've only seen it once so far. Oh, okay. My wife was out of town the weekend it came out, so she wanted me to wait for her. And like a good husband slash dummy, I actually did wait for her instead of just watching it without her, pretending I hadn't seen it before. <laughs> Successfully done that a few times, but I haven't done it lately just because my time is so i my time i don't have any time it's, I, I don't once you get 50 you just don't have time anymore it's just amazing and once i hit 30 i didn't have time anymore <laughs> well when i hit 30 i had kids so kids were time back then okay yeah good point now i don't even have kids so like i don't know how y'all do it i don't have kids either who knows <laughs> So, listeners, if you want to talk to us about kids, about Dune, about Marvel, about anything we talked about today, we have some great ways to get a hold of us. There's always our Discord server, which you can find us at guineageek.com slash Discord. All three of us are on there. And actually, we not only have a Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. channel there, but we also have this other channel there called Play Comics. Chris, what is that about? Well, Play Comics is a wonderful podcast done by a wonderful host who goes and gets lots of cool guests to either talk about a video game that's based on a comic property or just talking to random creators, which mostly have been comic creators lately, just about the cool things that they're making. Like, I don't know, maybe if somebody decided that they're going to make a new publisher and call it Legacy Comics and say, you know what? what is the perfect podcast to come on and be my first interview for this? I bet it would be play comics. I bet it would be play comics too. I'm really looking for, you know, when I take puppy Cooper off for a walk, I listen to play comics as well as legends of shield. So, you know, those are my two go-tos when I'm out walking. So you can get a hold of us on our discord server. There's also our Twitter account at legends of shield. And then you can call our voicemail line if you really want to scream at us. And I know you do. So go ahead, pick up your phone and dial 844-THE-BUS-1 or 844-843-2871 and give me a piece of your mind. Do it. Thank you very much for listening to us so far. And we are looking forward to seeing you for one more newscast before we hit Disney Plus Day. Thank you to everybody who's gotten hold of us, whether it's, you know, voting in a Twitter poll or hopping on Discord or, you know, if you want to call, we always love that. But the point is, thank you so much for listening. You really help us not feel alone. And we hope that we make you feel less alone. So uh, thanks. Yep. And until next time, I'm Director SP. I'm Agent Lauren. And I'm consultant Chris. Bye. See everybody next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, 
go to gunnageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Hello. Yo, okay. I was about to start up Assassin's Creed. Let me click out of that. What's up? Zap. So I took Puffy Cooper on a walk and I was listening to Legends of Shield and it was kind of meta because I was talking about taking <laughs> Puffy Cooper on a walk. Tonight was a special night though. It was unusual. It was it was a first in uh, in Puffy Cooper's life and I don't remember it happening too often for me in the dozens of dogs, puppies that I've raised in the past. We were four and a half miles into our nightly walk. And yes, we do go five to seven to 10 miles. My dad does that with Pepe, or at least he did before Pepe's back got bad. Now they only do like one mile. I would love to do just one mile with him and then spend the rest of my time in the home gym. but. Unfortunately, but he's a puppy. Yeah, he's a puppy. <laughs> and if I don't get him at least five miles, it is just a crap show all night long for the rest of the night. Yeah. So it my friend Mary has this giant hundred pound puppy that uh yeah, if you don't wear him out, he will eat the couch. He has eaten one and a half couches already. So even with the five mile walk, two of the beds from upstairs are now down in the great room right outside that door. Mm -hmm. He loves taking them downstairs and then well, humping them like dogs do. He is fixed now. He's good week and a half fixed. But anyway, that's not the exciting part. The exciting part was we are four and a half miles into this walk and he decides I use a gentle leader. I don't know if you know what a gentle leader is or not. I do. Yeah. Uh, Mary has to use one for her dog. Yeah, so part of it goes over the bridge of their nose and part of it goes over yeah. their neck. And they don't like the part that goes over the bridge of their nose, but the philosophy behind this is if you control the head, you control the dog, and it is yes. absolutely true. And it is not... So I've seen with Sawyer, yeah. <laughs> it is not cruel or unusual. They might not like it, but what happens yeah. is they don't like it over the bridge of their nose, so a lot of the dogs, what they'll try to do is get down on the grass and they'll rub and whatever. Well, he was doing oh, one yeah. of these and I've got him on a 16 foot flexi leash, uh, actual flexi, the company flexi, the kind of state of the art of flexi leashes stuff. So he's doing that. And I'm like, you know what? I've got a podcast tonight, so we are going to go. So I kept on walking. I didn't yank it or anything. I just, when it reached the 16 foot limit, my arm went out and then I started dragging and I didn't even look back. This happens once or twice on the on the walk. And then he catches it. He runs and catches up. Thinks it's a great game. Well, mm-hmm. this particular time, I pull, and then the line broke about two feet from his attachment. Oh no! And it went all the way into the flexi. 
So actually it wasn't even two feet. It was like maybe 14 inches. So now I've got to grab onto this 14 inches. I'm a half mile away from home at this point, wrap it around my hand and try to pull him mm. with this. And of course he thinks it's a great game. So he tries to, you know, bite my hand the entire time and everything. So that was oh, a yeah. fun 10 minutes or a half mile or however long it was. And uh, we did get home safe and sound, but that's, that's a first, the flexi leash just ripped in half, just, <laughs> and I didn't catch it before it went all the way in. So the spring sprung inside a little bit. It's still, I mean, I'm going to have to shorten it a lot. I can re-sew the end, but I ordered a new one. But yeah. here's the other thing with COVID and with supply chain issues and with everybody under the sun getting a new dog. Flexi mm -hmm. leeches are a hot commodity, so yep. I won't get the replacement for a month. Mm -hmm. Sounds right. How you doing, Chris? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I was just regaling the unique story of Puppy Cooper tonight. <laughs> well, it's nice to finally see your beard on one of these. <laughs> Fulton's uh, here in my recording booth with me. Oh, I wish. Puppy Cooper has podcasted with me once, and that was at the lake, and he wasn't quiet the whole time either. Yeah, if you hear, like, snuffling, that's full. He's a very quiet dog, which is one of the reasons that we got him, because, you know, recording for a living. So, yeah. but no, he's, he's just sniffing. He's a very sweet boy. I feel it like... It was his birthday yesterday. Oh, happy oh, birthday. happy birthday. He's five. Did he get any treats? Yes, I got him a little puppy cake. We got him a new bed that he's already tried to eat because he's very gentle with his toys. But every now and then, if there's one that's just the right texture, he'll try to chew it. Uh, got him a stuffed squirrel. That's mm. the texture that he likes. With the squeaker in there? Yeah. Okay. How long will the squeaker last? He's not huge on squeakers. So, you know, they last but he he likes the fuzz and it has this like crinkly material in it. He likes that. Puppy Cooper will be eight months a week from tomorrow. Aww. Puppy Cooper last Sunday, so four, four or five days ago, weighed 74 pounds. Yeah. Puppy Cooper's not really a puppy anymore, but I still call him puppy. Uh, he's still technically a puppy. Yes. Well, it's good to hear that Sawyer found a good home. Yeah, Mary's dog Sawyer is just, he's a huge, he's so friendly, but he's a hundred pounds. So that's a lot of dog to be friendly. Yep. So is Cooper. He's friendly, but the gentle yeah. leader helps. Fulton's, yeah, Fulton's 77. and He's full grown though, right? Yeah, yeah. He's my big buddy. Good to hear that Fulton found a good uh -huh. home too. Now he flops. That's a good buddy. We'll go watch TV after this. And Chris, it's good that your wife found a good home for you, too. Yes, I was very, very worried about that. <laughs> Actually, the, um, the shelter that we got Fulton and Sawyer from uh, was in the news today because there was like some issues with the the land grants that Austin had given them, they got it surveyed because it's like, hey, we need to expand. And only like a quarter of the land was usable because the rest has like various, you know, pipes and stuff running through it. 
So thankfully, it looks like they were able to work things out with the Austin City Council to, you know, buy some more land and build on there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it was a thing. This week, of course, was the election. And one of the things on the ballot was our county jail. They wanted to add a half cent or half percent sales tax in order to pay for a new jail. Mm -hmm. Guess what did not get passed? I mean, who's going to want to pay an extra sales tax for a jail? I don't understand that. Yeah. Anyway. We learned, I think it was last night, yesterday morning, that Bodie Arbangle has allergic reactions to revolution. Oh, no. The cologne? No, the uh, flea stuff. Oh. And he's used it before. He's been perfectly fine. But we woke up, and there's that nice little bald spot right on the back of his neck. Mm. Mm. So, did you talk to your vet? Or? Yeah. Um, Kaylee showed them picture. She's going to take him in tomorrow. It hasn't been acting like it's been bothering him or anything. That didn't seem too worried about it from seeing the picture. That's good. <sighs> Fulton's. So Fulton had been having allergy issues. I don't remember if I mentioned yeah, like you did. a few weeks ago. So the vet put him on Apoquel, which is, you know, one of the, the stronger dog allergy meds. And he was getting better. And then last week, again, he's like licked his paws raw and... <clears throat> So I called back and I was like, okay, look, I know you don't want to put him on more meds, but this is happening. So they updated it. Now he's not licking as much again. So fingers crossed. I am in post inventory, post World Series, staying up too late. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you had inventory and World Series. Yeah. It was worth it for one of them. (laughs) Not for inventory. How was Halloween for y'all? Good. We had about 250 kids and I was out on the driveway like it normally is with the newlyweds. They decided to pass out candy with me this year and we had the (laughs) fire going. I put uh, truck the fire pit out from the back patio onto the front driveway like I normally do and we stayed nice toasty warm and watched The kids come in. We had an alligator Loki. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Did you see Robert Irwin, Steve Irwin's son? uh, Yes. Like just a couple of variants in the crocodile Loki. I was like, that's a really good crocodile. Look at the name. Oh, we also (laughs) had a mom come up in a very adult. I want to stay appropriate here. An adult. You can say slutty. It wasn't though. Oh. Very adult, seductive, maybe, but not slutty. WandaVision costume. So a seductive WandaVision. Yeah. So okay. it it wasn't the one from Halloween in the series. Mm-hmm. It was Wanda. It was just a very done. It was like a professional cosplay thing, but it was nice. like she had the body for it and it was form fitting and everything. I had a nice conversation with her saying, thank goodness you didn't choose the actual Halloween costume from the series and went with that one. And was she with 
she might have been the one with Alligator Loki. Yes, she was. She nice. was the mom to, yes, she was the mom to Alligator Loki. And then we had a bunch of Spider-Mans and, yeah. and stuff. There's a lot of caps still out there. You know, yay for the caps. I always gave the cap extra. And here's the other thing. Since we just had the wedding the weekend before, mm-hmm. we had extra bubbles that we were blowing to uh, introduce the new couple and at in, in the barn in the reception. Yeah. We were giving those out. And then nice. we had a send-off, a glow stick send-off because it was that late at night. Yeah. Of course, we had extra glow sticks, so we were giving those away. So we were like nice. the popular nice. house. Yeah. Yeah. I so I was so looking forward to us. Like, yeah, I hope we get trick or treaters. Our neighborhood's mostly older people, so I was hoping that some kids would be driven in. But at Mary's, they were having a block party. So, and I really like Mary's neighbors. Like her next door neighbor and his oldest son play Star Wars tabletop game with us, and. We do board game nights with them and stuff. So we ended up going there and oh, so all the kids in costumes and the people who'd done up their house. There was this one guy that did the front of his house. It looked like the haunted mansion from Disney World. He had like a cemetery. He had projections going and playing like various Halloween clips from movies. Like when we got there, it was the Deo scene from Beetlejuice. It was awesome. He was just preparing for Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was so fun, and yeah, we had a lot of Marvel. We had Thor. We had a couple of Spider Men, bunch of Clone Troopers because yeah, yeah, yeah Lucas and Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah, we had a bunch of them, a bunch of Pennywise's, the clown from It. Yeah, a few Batmen. All right. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and the block party was great, and I stuffed myself with uh rice krispies treats and charcuterie and it was pretty awesome nice and then i watched the exorcist so good evening on a sunday night why not Mm -hmm. oh and be proud of me i started a workout program nice yeah is it the eight ounce lift (laughs) a little bit of that too but uh ddpy it's diamond dallas page Mm. yeah and it's like, well, if he's gotten like deathmatch wrestlers, like, you know, able to move, maybe this will be good for me. And honestly, so far it has been. I haven't like popped anything out of joint or anything, which is okay. already putting it up over a bunch of other stuff I've tried. But I do have an anime credit and that makes me happy. Which oh. one? Um. Okay, so there's this anime that's been streaming on Funimation called Kageki Shoujo. Opera Girls is the translation. And it's about this like girls performing art school. One of the main characters is a former Japanese idol who some really dark stuff happened in her past that led her getting out of that. And her friend, roommate, whatever, is this like super happy, outgoing girl. I play a very minor character who is like a teacher at the school. And I just got the teacher's name's Kirishima. And I just got called back last week to do a couple more lines because the, the end of the season's coming up, the character comes back. But um, like literally a couple lines, I was there. It, we drove six hours total for 10 minutes of recording time. But it's because I nailed everything on my first take. Well, congratulations on that. So this was the uh, bus ride from hell. 
No, no. So what was that one? So okay, you took a- the, So the bus ride that I took earlier was to go to Houston to go to an AEW show. <laughs> oh. But-, but it was like the day after I had gone to Dallas for the first time to record for that. Okay. So it was it was related. Yeah. Okay. It was all just kind of a blob of travel right there. Okay. Well, cool. And it's not out yet, right? No. Um I am in the first episode, which is out on Funimation's site, and I'll also be in episodes 11 and 13, which I don't think have aired yet. Okay. But yeah, if you if you listen towards the end of the first episode, you can hear me a couple times. Cool. So you're additional voices? Uh, no, I'm I'm the teacher. I actually the teacher so is the main character. Yeah. Nice. I have an IMDB credit now. Nice. Like, what is life? Are you SAG now? Sadly, no. God, uh, I wish. I'm trying, right. but it's like there's all this stuff you have to do and I'm looking for like extras jobs here in Austin and stuff, but because you All need right. like three on-screen credits with a SAG approved thing and it's it's a whole thing, but it means that we would be less tied to Scott's job for my stupid health needs mm-hmm. because I can get insurance through SAG if necessary. Legends of Shield is copyright 2013 through 2021.